Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. It is so exciting to have you here with us for today's show. My name is J.J. Jackson. This is a daily Duke Athletics podcast where I dive into everything in the world of Duke sports. It is game week for the football team as they get set to kick off the 2021 season on Friday night in Charlotte. On today's show, Steve Wiseman from the Raleigh News and Observer and the Durham Herald Sun will be a guest on our program to talk about Duke's football season getting started. If you haven't done so already, be sure to follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. Follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. And be sure to leave us a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to this podcast, particularly on the Apple podcast platform. Those analytics are always amazing. So if you take the time to leave us a review, I would certainly appreciate that. Without further ado, let's take a quick break. And then when we come back, Steve Wiseman joins the show right after this. You're listening to the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. Today's show was brought to you by our friends over at Rock Auto. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything you need from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything that you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and they are the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On Blue Devils in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. Welcome back into the Lockdown Blue Devils podcast. J.J. Jackson hanging out once again with Steve Wiseman from the Raleigh News and Observer and the Durham Herald Sun as it is officially game week. Steve, thanks for the time as always. I hope you're doing well. How does that sound, man? Game week is here. Game week sounds great. And and also the fact that I get to go to the game you know, in Charlotte on Friday night and be at a football game in person, which we didn't do at all last year, right? So and very little in basketball. Um, so that's a really exciting thing. Start of a new season is always exciting, but now when you get back to something normal like watching football in person, it's even better. Let's let's start right there. Then let's start with uh, just going into the kind of specifics of the game atmosphere Friday night versus the Charlotte Forty ers What are you expecting, Steve, from like people you've been talking to, uh, turnout wise, and, and that sort of thing? Like, what kind of environment are you expecting for Friday night? Yeah, I mean, I think I think Charlotte will bring a pretty good crowd. It's not a sold out crowd because. Um, you know, this is the first time they've had a Power Five team come into their building. You know, and, and so that's a that's a big statement, a big step forward for this this program. Which you know, two years ago played the bowl game in 2019 under Will Healy, uh, their coach. And uh, you know, last year they didn't play as many games as those teams did. They they played very poorly against Duke at Wallace Wade Stadium. So I think they're kind of you know the Charlotte program from their point of view. They're looking at last year as kind of a lost season. Hey, that was COVID, kind of like what Duke is, right? So they're hoping to, to reestablish things. 
They have a lot of transfers they've had they've brought in from other power fives and especially on defense. Um, but uh, so I think I think it'll be it'll be a really good atmosphere and a really good test for Duke. And they need to go on the road and face something like this early for this team. Coach Cutcliffe always likes to do that. Uh, he likes to take his teams on the road. They they normally play better on the road, frankly, than at home. So uh, it's us against the world, and I think that's what we're going to see from 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 them. Friday night, Duke and Charlotte to kick off the 2021 at college football season. In terms of uh, Duke fans, you think the Duke fans will travel well, Steve, given that, uh, look, football season's here. As you said, it's it's starting to get a little bit more back to normal. I know things are uh, pretty chaotic across the country and certainly on the Duke campus this week, but uh, do you anticipate a, a large showing from Duke fans? I do, um, especially, I know, talking to Gunnar Holmberg, the new quarterback uh, this week, you know, he said he's got to get, you know, nine or ten tickets just for his family because yeah. um, they're coming down from, you know, from the Raleigh area. He's from Wake Forest. And uh, so that's just him. And then, you know, there's a lot of kids from the Carolinas that play for Duke. And Mateo Durant's from down in South Carolina. So that's a for his family to come to Charlotte than it is to come up to watch games in, in Durham. So, yeah, they'll, they'll be good. And, again, you have to remember, these guys, these families didn't get to watch their players at all last year. Steve, I think for, that's the best part. You know, we talk about yeah. fans, but really the fact that, that some families didn't even get to see their children play. Right. And, and I think maybe the game at NC State, is some, some families were in for that, you know, a limited basis last year, but but not at home and not on a regu- on the regular. So this is a real big thing uh, for, for both teams. And particularly, I think Duke will have a really good, you know, support down there. Well, let's talk a little bit more about the Charlotte 49ers. You mentioned Will Healy another year as, as their head coach, and you mentioned 2019, the Charlotte team being a bowl team, and obviously things did not go according to plan in, in their Conference USA ordeals a year ago. What are you expecting out of the 49ers going into this season? I you know, I think they'll be a more disciplined team than last year, just based on you know Will Healy was a really successful coach at Austin P uh, before he came. To, to Charlotte to move up to, to FBS level. And um, uh, he took into a bowl game in 2019. Last year, again, you know, COVID messed up everybody. And, and you know, teams like this in particular, teams that are developmental, that are developing, um, you know, Duke falls into that category. They're a developmental program. They don't get five-star guys, four-star guys. They need to develop players. Charlotte's the same way. They're kind of building the program. They're trying to, you know, get – you know, guys that, that ACC teams and SEC teams in their neighborhood miss, and they have to build them. And so um, I think Healy uh, is, a, is an excellent coach. I, I don't think we'll see a repeat of last year's 53-19 to 19 game that, that Duke played and, uh, and dominated. I think this will be, a, a, you know, a, a little more competitive game. I'm not saying that uh, – I mean, Duke's the favorite. I think they're favored by that touchdown. So um, that touchdown, the, the disparity in the talent is there. Duke is a, is a more talented team across the board, but I, I think that Charlotte on their home field will give a much more, a much better, stronger showing than they did last year up here in Durham. Excited to see how it plays out and excited to follow your coverage against Steve Wiseman. We'll get to be at the game on Friday, and that is absolutely uh, awesome and electric and, and that sort of thing. So, Steve, as we are here in game week, and, and again, talking hours at this point until Duke takes on Charlotte, defensively, what are you hearing out of Duke in terms of uh, what they're expecting to see and, and how well that defense will play for the Blue Devils? Yeah, I mean, you know, we talked in the preseason how it starts with Shaka Hayward in the middle, the linebacker who's, you know, was the leading tackler last year. He needs to be the leading tackler again and really almost play at an all-ACC type level, which he's capable of doing. That kind of gets the defense going from that point. Uh, the secondary, 
Um, you know, you have uh, guys coming back off injuries last year, Lummy Young and Josh Blackwell. Uh, they need to play well at safety and, and at corner. And uh, Jamark Woods, who came in as a grad transfer last year from Michigan, didn't play a lot, but he's shown a lot in spring ball this year and in preseason. He may be in the starting lineup. In fact, I'll be surprised if he's not starting at one of the safety slots. So that's another veteran guy. You know, he's a he played you know three years at Michigan. He's in the program three years. Transferred to Duke as a grad, um, and now gets to play extra year up here uh, in Durham. So there's a guy that that is willing to show something. I, I hear just great things about his his preparation and his knowledge of football. And um, so watch out for number nine in the secondary is a guy that can make a big difference. And then you know up front, uh, you know we talked a lot about how they lost you know so many guys to, to the NFL. Uh, they're starting. The only returning starter is Ben Fry, who's going to be on the defensive end now. Um, and then they have an injury in the preseason with Gary Smith, who was a projected starter at tackle, uh, had arthroscopic knee surgery. Um, he's still listed on the on the depth chart as a starter. I don't think he'll start. I'll be really surprised if he does. Uh, sure. I know he's he's out of the he's out of the brace and he's trying to work back, but I just don't think he's going to be ready to go uh, in this game. So Christian Rory will probably get to start there. A kid from from Raleigh, a big big guy in the middle, but uh, and then look for Michael Reese on the on the edge on the other side, another young guy who's played a lot uh, in in preseason and played well. Steve Wiseman's joining us here on the program as we're talking about the Duke defense and particularly that defensive front. Dwayne Carter is someone that uh, is getting a lot of buzz going into the year, and as you mentioned, he's not even a starter coming back, and he represented Duke at ACC kickoff. He's been named one of the captains for the Duke team, so uh, pretty high kind of expectations for Dwayne Carter. What can we expect out of him as this season gets underway and really sort of a 2021 season projection? Yeah, yeah, he's another guy that you know on that front that's going to have to play well, and they expect him to. And and he has, you know, for a young guy as a redshirt sophomore, has really become a team leader. And that next generation of defensive linemen that Ben Albert's trying to to build, uh, the, the the defensive line coach at Duke, uh, you know, into into NFL guys. This is their chance to come out and play and show that they're ready. He's been preparing them behind the scenes, developing them over the years, last couple of years here. While Rumpf and uh, Dima Keiji were playing so well, and now they're in the NFL, uh, they, now it's time for a guy like Dwayne Carter to step in and play really well to anchor that middle of the defense. I mean, his job, as well as Tristan Rory, are to tie up blockers and, and get penetration when they can, but really to tie up blockers to free up Shaka Hayward and Jamarik Woods behind them to make plays, to get in there and stop the run, make create havoc. Uh, that, that's their job, and, um, you know, we don't know until we get there in the game and do it, but this is our first chance to see it, and I expect them to, to show pretty well. This is airing on Thursday, so we're one day away from kickoff of Duke's football season versus Charlotte. Tomorrow, uh, football is back for the Duke Blue Devils, and that's absolutely excellent. Steve Wiseman is our guest. By this point, I hope that you've gotten an opportunity to read his latest work from the Raleigh News and Observer and the Durham Herald Sun. If you haven't already, Eye in the Sky, you're talking about a new coaching perch that David Cutcliffe uh, is utilizing in practice. What was the uh, sort of the most revealing thing that you learned in putting this this story together? What interested you in this, Wiseman? Yeah, um, you know, it's just something new that they had. It's something he'd been wanting to add to Duke's practice field uh, for a couple of years. They finally were able to, to purchase his platform. And, um, you know, normally he used to stand on the edge of the, the roof of the Pascal Fieldhouse and watch the outdoor practices. But it, it took him too far away from the team. And so with this thing, he's, He's on a tower, like in the middle of the practice field. So I'm not, you know, there's two practice fields. He's in between the two, 
and he can watch everything a lot closer. And if he sees somebody slacking or if he sees somebody doing well, it's, it's not all negative, obviously. Um, he can immediately you know, yell at them. He has a bullhorn and say, <laughs> hey, you know, good job there. Or, you know, get your butts off the field. That was a terrible play. Let's let somebody else out there and do it, right? So, um, yeah, it's just another uh, another example of him, his attention to detail and how much he, you know, last season was such a disappointment for everybody in the program that, you know, these kind of measures need to be taken to get things back to where, you know, he had them, you know, before this last little couple of seasons when they, they've gone 7-16. and 16. And, um, you know, the players, you know, Jake Bobo, he's in the story, he talked about this, how, you know, sometimes he's on the other side of the field and you're coming off the field in, in, in past seasons and nobody notices you. But, you know, if you're, you're not giving all, all effort, everybody's giving all effort. Coach is going to notice it up there. He's, on top, he's basically on top of the practice, <laughs> right? So he could point out in that bullhorn, Jake Bobo, get, you know, whatever, whoever it is, <laughs> it's time to move. And so you don't have to wait for the film session, the film review to, 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 get, to get called out. You're getting called out in real time, and that's enough for everybody to be more on their toes. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at betonline.ag. It is that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the latest odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest, open now at BetOnline. Head to the website and use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's brand new. That is brand new from our friends over at Bet Online. If you use promo code Locked On and sign up today, you receive a 100% welcome bonus. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day Super Promo and make a bet on Thursday, September 9th's season opener between the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using the promo code. NFL 100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all these great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Remember to use promo code locked on. Make a prediction for me here, Steve, as uh, obviously we're getting ready for Duke football versus Charlotte. Who gets into the end zone first for Duke this football season? I'm going to say Mateo Durant. Pretty good bet. Um, <laughs> yeah, or, I mean the other one, the other you know uh, chalk would be Gunner, right? So, right, because he's going to run the ball too. But I'm going to go with Mateo. I just think he's you know likely to break one earlier. They're going to they're going to try to run the ball and establish the run and you know limit turnovers by running the ball instead of putting the ball in the air and putting it in danger maybe. So. I would say Mateo would be the best bet. I like it. As uh, Gunnar Holmberg, one touchdown to his credit so far in his Duke career, rushing touchdown versus Charlotte. Uh, still looking for that first passing touchdown, so we'll see if tomorrow he's able to sort of check that off. I think he'll be able to get that done. Again, Steve Wiseman's joining us here on the program as I want to kind of pivot our discussion a little bit, Steve. And uh, since we last spoke, there's obviously big news in uh, the college sports landscape with this alliance that's coming together. Basically a whole lot of nothing. Is that what you took away from it? At this point, yes, there's, there's, it's very light on detail, and and we know there's no, there's famously no signed contract between the two, the three leagues. So anything can go off the rails at any moment. And there's really no repercussions except for you know 
broken promises or, you know, that kind of thing, bad reputation. But at this point in college sports, there's a lot of that going around anyway, isn't there? So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, I know that they, they all expressed how committed they are to work together. Uh, the main thing is, you know, they're all kind of uh, in force against the SEC and Notre Dame trying to push through the, the 12, um, 12 team expand, you know, expansion of the college playoff to 12. And maybe they want to keep it to eight, just conference champions. You know, from the ACC point of view, they're trying to force Notre Dame to, you know, come back for football, and that's that would help the revenue side for the ACC. So, that's I think the initial impact we'll see from this is it looked like we were you we know going full speed ahead toward this 12 team playoff. Nobody's going to stop it. And now there's a speed bump there to maybe slow down and take a look at it. That'll be the first impact we'll see from this, and then. You know, maybe we'll look at scheduling stuff down the road, you know, for, for football especially. It wouldn't be basketball until next season, not this coming season, but next season we'll forward to the impact of this kind of stuff. I mean, we're already at a point where it seems like football games are being scheduled for, for 2035, 2030. You know, it's just it's kind of crazy how far out we're scheduling these big football games. And what was kind of eye-opening for everyone, Steve, is just that there, w- there was no contract signed, nothing like that, just sort of a, a gentleman's agreement. And I don't know of too many gentlemen's agreements that have worked out in the business world, so we'll see if this one is one of those. That's right. And, you know, again, these are all, you know, these three commissioners all know each other. They've worked together, and, you know, they seem to have – they seem to be sincere, but we all know when it comes down to brass tacks and it comes down to the money we're talking about here, people are going to do what, what needs to be best for them if they're allowed to. If there's no contract, that's what's going to happen, yeah. right? So, again, I just, I, I'm just i holding my breath here. I'm kind of I'm, I'm a little leery. I'm going to wait and see how this plays out. You also look at the SEC, and Commissioner Sankey has been in his position there since 2015. These other three commissioners have been on their jobs less than two years. No one's been there longer than uh, than two years, so it's kind of crazy the work that they're having to do that, and Sankey absolutely knows what he's doing. But speaking of that, we recently celebrated the uh, the seven-year anniversary of the SEC network launching on ESPN. The ACC quickly followed suit, and I mean, these networks are writing big checks to hand to school athletic departments. What have you heard so far about sort of the ACC network partnership, particularly when it comes to uh, to football, because those are the big games there, and then also in a conference like the ACC that prides itself on its basketball play. What have you heard in, in sort of how this ACC network relationship has begun, as it's obviously a few years behind the SEC? Yeah, you know, it was. Uh, I think they're on their second year now, so um, uh, it's it's you know it's it's worked out. I know from one thing from from talking about COVID economics and things like that at different schools and how the teams were expected to lose a bunch of money, right, because of uh, no fans in the stands, things like that. I know one thing that I heard from ACC teams was that what helped close the gap was they made they made a little more money off the ACC network than what they originally had projected. So. I'm not sure, you know, how much more they made, but it was a little more. So that's a good sign early in a in a deal, right? That you're you're already exceeding expectations. And um, yeah, I mean, you look at this weekend. Uh, you know, Carolina uh, opens up with Virginia Tech on a Friday night. That's that's a game that's clearly because of you know television implications. Uh, the network's going to schedule games like that um, to. Uh, to get eyeballs, you know, on the network, and that's what uh, that's what this is all about. You know, you don't have early season, you know, matchups with uh, FCS teams, things like that. That's one rule that's in in place. The ACC network and the television partners, ESPN, don't want ACC teams opening up Labor Day weekend against lower division teams. Right. So, 
because uh, they want to for, for for TV impact. And so that that's one thing we've seen. Um, I think you know, overall it's a positive. It needs to generate even more money because the SEC network has been wildly successful, and the Big Ten was even ahead of that uh, back in the last you know twenty two thousand seven they started, and they're they're way ahead. So um, yeah, I mean the network had to happen for the ACC to even have a chance to be in the ballpark competitively financially with these other leagues. And uh, now it needs to even even do better than that. Follow him on Twitter at Steve Wiseman NC. He's going to have coverage all weekend long from from Charlotte with Duke football opening up their 2021 season. What's happening lately on the uh, Believe in Duke podcast, Steve? Yeah, you know we're getting ready to um, start talking. You know the um, the the guys are in school now. The whole team, the coaches are able to work with them on a daily basis. Outstanding. Uh, they're scrimmaging together and all that. So. Um, We'll get into some of that, uh, what's going on now that school started and that we were able to work together. And we're going to get into some um, uh, recruiting stuff because, you know, John Shire is already off to a pretty good start, right? I mean, I think yeah. ESPN came out this week and said Duke has the number one class for 2022 at this point. And uh, that's, that's got to be a relief for Duke fans and probably a lot of consternation from people who don't like Duke, right? So <laughs> yeah. that's a good subject to talk about. Good deal. The Believe in Duke podcast with Steve Wiseman and Shota Williams available wherever you get your podcast. All right, Steve, we'll be following your coverage all week long. Thank you again for uh, joining us here on the Lockdown Blue Devils podcast. I always appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, JJ. Always good to be with you. You did good work. Take care. Thank you. Steve Wiseman here on the Lockdown Blue Devils podcast. Outstanding stuff there from Steve Wiseman with the Raleigh News and Observer and the Durham Herald Sun. Again, follow him on Twitter at Steve Wiseman. NC. I'm always so appreciative of the time that he gives us. Incredible insight. And I really did enjoy reading that story that he talked about. He's got good photos as well that Duke Athletics provided. But basically, Coach Cutcliffe is on a high rise coaching from above and can yell at players and kind of coordinate how he wants practice to operate and that sort of thing. About to turn 67 this month, David Cutcliffe trying to stay uh, kind of energized and, and reinvent sort of the wheel when it comes to how he views practice. So, again, thanks to Steve for joining us on our podcast today, and make sure you check out all of his work there at the Rally News and Observer. That does it for today's show. You can connect with me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore the show on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. Be sure to subscribe and follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app. You'll get the latest episode of Locked On Blue Devils as soon as it's available each and every day. Check out Locked On ACC with Candace Cooper for a big-time rundown of everything happening in the Atlantic Coast Conference. Game week is here. Duke plays Charlotte tomorrow. What a great feeling. That's going to do it for today's show. As always, go Duke. I'll talk to you tomorrow. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day.